News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, 50 years ago this month, Ireland formally joined the European Economic Community, today's European Union. But what is the legacy of our EU membership? And should we remain there for another half century and beyond? Ray Bassett, former senior Irish diplomat. It's been an extraordinary success story, uh, Ireland's membership of the EU. Has it not, Ray? It, uh, I think overall, and particularly in the early years, it was very, very beneficial. And, um, you know, whether we stay or whether we go, what we do, I think depends on the circumstances. And um, the circumstances were certainly very uh, benign in the early years when we were at the EEC. That, that may be changing, but it's, uh, I think we have to add up the pluses and the minuses and decide yeah, it's what's an interesting the perspective, Ray, because it's funny. And look, you're you're a senior diplomat. I'm not, but I would have had the different, a different, totally different perspective. I would have said the early years were challenging because we had a lot of traditional industries. I'm from Dundalk. A lot of factories closed down in Dundalk at the time. They just weren't equipped to deal with the competition that came from the EU, and it caused a lot of problems at at the start. But now we we're flourishing. We've access to this extraordinary market. Our living standards have. Uh, gone off the charts. I think we were at something like 60% of the EU average. We're now uh, well above the EU average in terms of our our average income. Uh, It has been particularly, I would argue, in the last 20 years, an extraordinary success story. I think the the single market is the main reason why we are attracted to the European um, Union. In the early years, um, Shane, those industries were going to go anyway because it was an international movement towards lowering tariffs, towards um, free trade, yeah. um, you know, free trade. Those industries were going anyway. And the assistance that the European Union gave us in terms of the regional fund, the cohesion fund, helped to bring us through that period. Um, now that we're in there, we're in the, the, the single market, but there are dangers uh, to, that, to our position in the single market, both in the United States and in Europe. And changes are occurring, which, you know, traditionally wouldn't be seen as in Ireland's interest, you know, whether it's in the in the foreign policy or whether it's in, you know, an attempt by the European Union or the uh, Washington to curtail the advantages that we have in terms of tax mm. and, um, uh, you know, access. Surely those advantages or surely those dangers, Ray, are dwarfed by the dangers that would be there if we were to leave the EU. I mean, look, we've all seen what's happened with Brexit. It has not been pretty. Yeah, yeah I think um, I think there isn't, uh, you know, there's no way anyone is going to preach that Ireland should leave the single market. Of course, you don't have to be in the European Union to have access to the single market. I mean, Norway has that, even Canada has that. But I think, you know, if you, if you give blind devotion to the sort of uh, the idea that anything that's good for Europe is good for Ireland, then, you know, even the Taoiseach is now saying that mistakes were made on Brexit. And I think a very Eurocentric view was taken at Brexit, which wasn't in Ireland's interest. In other words, we should have helped Cameron get a decent deal to, uh, and stay inside the European Union. And we should have helped Theresa May again, to have a, a reasonable deal with the European Union. We adopted a very hawkish position during those years. Well, Theresa May adopted a pretty hawkish position uh, as well. I, I'm not sure it was easy to have done a deal with her, uh, despite being a, a Remainer. She, uh, Brexit means Brexit was, was, her, was her mantra. Uh, look, I mean, leaving aside Brexit, uh, there is something, is there not to be said, for being part of a wider Europe, a Europe where 
countries look out for each other, look after each other, trade with each other, coexist peacefully. Like, it's one of the most, you know, benign organisations of countries that has ever existed in the history of, of the world. Like, why not be part of that? Well, you can be part of that without the trappings that come with it. I mean, I'm all for um, a, a, a Europe of states which cooperate, work hard together. But what I really find um, difficult to accept is this idea towards full political and economic union, which essentially means, when you say it, the extinguishing of individual states' right, you know, to foreign policy, to, you know, I've always taken the view that decisions could be, should be made closer to the people that are affected by it. But, you know, the continuous transference of power from the Oireachtas and from uh, democratic institutions to Brussels, I think is a bad thing in the longer run. That, you know, we, people, does it we, make we us? Does it make us less independent? Does it make us less Irish? I, 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 I don't feel that way personally. Well, that's your view on a chain, and you're very welcome to it. But the reality is, you know, we don't have any real great, inter, uh, great, um, you know, effect on our exchange rate, on our uh, interest rate. We don't have control of our borders. We don't have a whole series of other areas where you know most nation states have it i mean australia you know canada new zealand have all these we've given up a lot and some of it has been good and some of it has been bad and you know the idea that we should just give up everything and transfer it to brussels is something i think which is well i'm not sure i'm not sure anybody's saying we give up but ray i'm not sure anyone's saying we give up everything and we transfer everything and i'm not sure that's what's happened like certainly aspects of our sovereignty have been forsaken for the greater good, most people would believe, like our uh, interest rates, uh, like like our currency. But we're not we're not less Irish now. We're not uh, we're not giving up everything. We're not giving up in our entire sovereignty. Yeah, well, you know, we we had a situation very similar to this in the early part of the twentieth century, where we were part of a very large uh, economic area where you know we we we, we had no ability to to run our own affairs. You know, I, you're I mean, not comparing the EU to the British Empire now, Ray, are you? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you are comparing we, them. A lot, a lot of people were actually very happy with that in in the early parts of the 20th century. And Irish people had huge roles in the in the empire and things. Like but you know, I happen to believe in, uh, in, in that we should have the right to make our own decisions here, and we should cooperate with 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 Europeans. There, I'd be much more the old EEC, where people pulled together, where states met, and the European Commission was very much a, a help to the member states. Now we get directives continually from the European uh, Commission, which isn't elected and which people have to obey. I would I say I would move okay. much more towards the older system of pulling together uh, as nation states. Ray Bassett. No, for, that's, that's my view. Yeah, no, and you're absolutely entitled, and, and, and we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us uh, this morning on it. Ray Bassett, a former senior Irish diplomat, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. Let us know. Do you agree, Ray? Is that your taking it? 5 2 6 at a cost of 30 cents. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.